Welcome to the Tapestry Network podcast, Terrific Tuesday. Get ready for a grace-filled journey where you will be encouraged, equipped, and elevated to overcome imposter syndrome and embrace who God created you to be. Hey, I'm Stephanie Sherwood, your host, and together in community with some of my dearest friends, we will unpack many of the ways we can elevate all the parts of ourselves to live in wholeness and freedom. Visit www.getwovenin.com to find out all the ways you can get woven into the tapestry network and this powerful sisterhood and community. Now let's dive into this week's episode. Well, hey everybody, we are back for another episode of Terrific Tuesdays, and this is the Tapestry Network podcast. And I am so excited. I have three phenomenal women with us today. But before I introduce them, I'm just going to give you a little bit of my background so this conversation makes sense. So, you know, 15 years ago, fell into my rock bottom, got recommitted to Christ. And in the process of doing that, I realized I needed a community of like-hearted, like-minded women who, like me, were called into the marketplace to do what God's called us to do. And learned as I got plugged back into church um, in the belonged to a mega church, uh, 1200 women in my Tuesday night Bible study, 98% of us were in the marketplace in some flavor and learned very quickly in that environment. I could only talk about work when I was out of work. We didn't talk about like the hard to deal with coworker, or we didn't talk about maybe a boss or an initiative that the company was going down that no longer you aligned with who I was or who somebody else was as a person. We talked about people who were sick. We talked about our uh, familial relationships and that was it. Then I go back out into the marketplace and let me tell you, I'm falling in love with Jesus in a way that I have never been in love with him before in my life. And I couldn't talk about him out in my business works. And I just sat there in prayer and was like, God, I just don't understand it. Like, why do I feel so fragmented, so discombobulated? And as I started digging further into his word, praying more, God said, you weren't created to live a fragmented life. You were created to live life woven in. You are a reflection of me and I, in my essence, it's God, the father, God, the son and God, Holy spirit. We are community. You have been created in the image of community. And I was like, okay, that is fantastic. I'm so excited. I don't have to be alone anymore. So then I started looking for something. And again, through a lot of prayer discovered what I was looking for didn't exist. And so I sat down on my couch over 13 years, almost 13 years ago and said, God, what do we do? Like my heart yearns to be with other women who have a desire to have impact, kingdom impact, a desire to go out and have a difference, be legacy changers and all of those things. And I can't find it. And he says, well, then let's create it. And I know each one of these ladies has a similar, but yet different story. So um, in my book, The Tapestry Effect, I have written specifically about this topic that we're going to talk about, again, through a lot of prayer, uh, that God does not create me for success and the other three of these beautiful women for failure and vice versa. We all have our unique thumbprint, our unique way that God has created us, and what, what we are doing here, um, us four dynamic women are having kingdom impact and we are changing legacy. We are kingdom minded, kingdom principle women. With that said, we know we serve an abundant God and he has created and fashioned each one of us to go out and do the thing he has created us to do. And in doing that, we're all doing something similar, which I think is just so exciting because there, and Michelle and I, we have that same language. We met about a year and a half ago. Uh, she's the founder of Girl Power Alliance. And we both say there's no competition in the kingdom. We serve an abundant God and there is enough to go around. Like those were words God gave me 13 years ago. Michelle's not 
Um, she's been obviously kingdom minded for a lot of years, but not running. We've only been parallel for about three years and doing what we're doing. But so if God gave me those words, he's giving them to other women as well. And so when Michelle said that, I'm like, oh my goodness, we are like, we're doing this together. This is so exciting. So since I've been talking about you, Michelle, I'm going to ask you to go first. So I would love for you to quickly tell us who you are, what you do, and how prayer led you to doing what you do, which you're going to describe. Thank you so much, Stephanie. It's so good to be here with all of you amazing ladies. Um, I just love hearing your story because I think so many people can relate. And if you're, I'm sure you're, you've heard this a million times, but as I venture out into the world, into a, a fairly new venture for me, three years, um, I hear more and more women say the same thing. God gave me this exact vision. God gave me this exact vision. I hear it over and over. And I just smile because like you said, if God said it to you, he said it to other people, but not everybody runs with it. So congratulations to all of you for actually taking this vision and running with it. Um, so I always describe myself as a mother first. I've been a mother longer than I've been anything else. <laughs> I've been, although that's not true. I've been a believer my whole life. I grew up in a Christian home. I never had a period of time where I didn't know and believe in and follow Jesus. Um, that doesn't mean I always listened to what he said or, or took his cueing, but he has been present in my life since I was a, a very, very small girl. I have three children. They're all adults now. Um, my daughter is, my oldest daughter is 33. That's crazy to me. And I have a grandbaby who's almost three years old. My son just turned 31 and my baby is about to turn 21 years old. And I, like you, my path, my life felt very fragmented, although I didn't know how to articulate that feeling or even that it was fragmented. Um, I just, that's the way it was. You had this life and you had this life. And uh, it just seemed very normal because I didn't know anybody that was able to successfully you know, build an empire in the marketplace and be profoundly um, kingdom minded and and king have kingdom impact. I saw one or the other, and uh, I felt like it was weird to me that it was one or the other. But that's just the only world I knew. I always felt a little like I didn't really fit in the church. I tried to fit myself into the church. I was a table leader. I was a leader in different things at this, at the, at my church, got involved in women's Bible study. I, I even planned events and took a role at like a, like a title role at my church and it never fit. It's like, I was always wearing the wrong pair of shoes, but trying so hard to make them fit that I would just get blisters, you know, wearing them, but really wanting to be about the kingdom. I really wanted to be about his business. And when it just never fit, I thought, well, I guess that's actually not what he called me to because there was no role for me. There was no fit for me in the church. So I guess I'm actually only called to the marketplace. And even though um, the first part of my career, I spent standing behind the chair as a stylist and a makeup artist. And again, I wasn't, I wasn't like some stylist for the kingdom. I was just a stylist. And, uh, but when people sat in my chair, um, I always had the goal of somehow, some way being a blessing for them. When I washed their hair, I would pray over them silently. They didn't know it, but I did. And um, I'm going to fast forward a lot of years. Um, I left that profession, started in a completely new profession, uh, the profession of network marketing. I found great success there. I found that network marketing kind of paralleled a lot of the things about walking in the kingdom, but I was very quiet about it. And my journey in the network marketing profession really led me into personal development, personal professional development. But for me, that was always spiritual development because a lot of times in the personal development world, there's a lot of wrong information. It's like kind of right, but but wrong uh, because it was very new agey and there were definitely things in there that that guided people toward being self, um, self introspective in a way that was like self is where everything is. You find all the answers within self. And I knew that to be false because we are, we, I am only who I am because of Christ in me. And so I would, I always use this phrase. I would like eat the meat and spit out the bones for personal and professional development. Some people cannot do that. Um, but that's, that's how it was for me. And fast forward even further. I was, I had been in network marketing, um, probably 
let's see, in 2017, probably about 15 years, 14 years. And I felt like God was asking me to be bold about my faith in him, but I didn't know what that meant. And I didn't know what to do about it. And I didn't want to blow up the business that I'd been very, very successful in. So I thought I'm going to be obedient, but I'm going to do it real tiny and like in a very small way that doesn't like change anything, but I'm not being disobedient. <laughs> I don't know if any of you ladies have done this. It was like little teeny, tiny, little tiny obedience, not disobedient, just tiny, like this obedient in the smallest possible way that I could do it without blowing up my life. And uh, so I started a podcast and the podcast, the only purpose of the podcast was to speak through the lens of faith in the way that I felt like God wanted me to. So I started this podcast literally right here and on this desk in front of this computer, me and a microphone. And I started speaking about everything through the lens of faith. And it changed me dramatically on a cellular level. I started to feel like, Ooh, this kind of feels like maybe who I really am on the inside, not knowing prior to this that I wasn't. <laughs> like I didn't know what I didn't know, but the, the longer I did this podcast, the more I, it felt like I took off one of the shoes that didn't fit. And I put on a shoe that fit real good. And I was like, Oh, this kind of feels good. What if I put on both shoes and I'm walking around in this skin that felt really authentic. And so anything that wasn't that began to feel weird. It began to feel I began to notice how it didn't fit and I didn't notice it before, or I just ignored it or I don't know. And, um, at the end, uh, in 2019, it all kind of came to a head. I had been the most successful I'd ever been in my business, had earning the most and all, all the things that you work so hard for in your career. And I just felt like I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't, I didn't know what I was supposed to do, but I knew something. I was like, I'm going to listen. I'm shortcutting a lot of things that God walked me through that were really, really hard. And one of the things I've learned as a result of those is if God's wanting you to go somewhere, just get, just start going there. Don't wait. Don't lament on it. Don't worry about it. Just go in his direction. So to answer your question about prayer, this is really, really where it started. I've been praying my whole life, but this is really where prayer became a, a humongous catalyst for where I am today. I um, made the decision that I was going to walk away from the business that I had built over almost 10 years. And I committed to, I pushed as many things to the side as I could. I even stopped podcasting for a couple of months just to create a, more of a space in my own mind. And I began to pray. I began to pray and I began to journal and I began to seek God in a way that I hadn't before really. Um, because I knew I was going somewhere, but it was like, I had blindfolds on and both hands be tied behind my back, no sense of direction where I was supposed to go or how fast or anything, but just walking aimlessly, who knows where. And, um, through that time I had little, th the only way I can describe it is like, I was given all these pieces to a puzzle. There was like fragment, nothing looked like they fit. But I had all these little pieces that no, they didn't seem like they went together until the end of that year in 2019, when I felt like God actually gave me revelation. And I began again, not like, not like it was all of it, but it was enough that, that like a, he either pulled down the blindfold for a second. He's like, go that direction and then put it back up. That's kind of what it felt like. And, um, two, he told me two things that I felt on my heart with clarity. Number one was there was about to be a massive shift in the church, the body, the, the kingdom, whatever that meant. This is the end of 2019. There's about to be a massive shift. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm here for that. And the second one was we're entering into the largest revival that the world has ever seen. Women were going to be the catalyst for, for that revival. And it was going to be women in the marketplace. Those two things were the, the, my direction really they they were the the rudder to the ship that started me in a direction um that became what is now girl power alliance and um it's just been an incredible it's been an incredible vision to be able to um for the first time in my whole life i just turned 50 in june for the first time in my whole life to feel like i am authentically who god designed me to be it took me 50 years to get here um a lot of heartache a lot of going down wrong roads, a lot of false images of who I thought I was, who I thought I should be, um, a lot of conforming to what I thought the world needed me to be, my husband, my family, all the things that 
not on purpose, but, you know, we just get these things heaped on us just uh, over the course of life. And especially as a woman, men have it too, but I think even more so as a woman, because we're the ones primarily that are raising the families. We're giving birth to the children or raising the family. So we have all these additional things on us that, that are different than what men have on them. And so it, it hasn't been until, until this, until what I'm doing now that I um, feel so alive and so comfortable in my skin and so comfortable with who I am. And I know who I'm not more, more probably than I know who I am. I know who I'm not. And, um, and because of that, I feel unbelievably empowered to help other women step into this same place of really discovering who they really are in their core. If you shut off all the stuff, all the stuff that the world, your family, your trauma, your experiences, all the stuff, you shed it all off. And we get to the core of who God created us to be. It is the most empowering place of freedom and liberty that I could ever describe. And I want that for every woman around the world. Amen. Yes. And amen. So really quickly, Michelle, can you tell us what Girl Power Alliance is? Absolutely. It has morphed. I will tell you, it started off in one direction and it has morphed. It started off in June of 2020 as a membership for um, Christ-centered women that really wanted personal and professional development. I started off with the idea, same as you, creating a community of women that were like wanted the same thing. I didn't know if there was one other woman in the planet that even wanted what I wanted, but God called me to this thing. So I was like, I'll go. I don't know if one other lady will like it, but we'll start it. And um, and it was it was really lovely. It was wonderful. Um, what I found though for me that there was something actually missing in it. I built it for a year and a half. It was it was growing, but slow growing. And for my personality. It was like, it's not, it, it, I need progress. God made me that way. I say that now, like unapologetically, he made me this way. I am who I am. Cause he made me the way that I am. And I needed, I needed more, I needed more progress and more growth. So I knew something was missing. I didn't know what it was. Um, and he, I felt that he had removed me from the profession I was in, in network marketing for a purpose, took it away from me. I gave it away willingly. He didn't snatch it. He held his hand out and I gave it to him. And I felt a year and a half later, he actually said, I'm going to give it back to you, but I'm going to give it back to you different because you're different and you're ready. And so in uh, March of 2022, um, I completely restructured the company, added a network marketing aspect into it. So we have um, we have a membership that allows women personal, professional, spiritual development. We do certifications in leadership. Um, in coaching and in public speaking. And women ha actually have the opportunity to share what we have and build a business by sharing the membership. So uh, the community, I uh, just like you, I wanted to create a community where there was no competition in the kingdom, where you could come together alongside of a whole bunch of other women that were maybe even in the exact, that looked like from the outside, you were doing the exact same thing, but be able to celebrate each other and, and pour into each other and want to see you uh, grow and expand knowing that your growth isn't a loss for me and your win doesn't mean that I got something taken away. And I wasn't even sure if it was possible because I had never experienced it in my whole life. I've never been around women that were really like this, but just believing God, if you, if you put me here and this is the desire of my heart, that it must be possible. And I have to tell you now, um, almost you know, three years in, it's been the most remarkable thing I've ever been around, most remarkable women I've ever been around. I've never seen transformations, growth, impact, like what we've done. And um, we're literally just getting started, so. Thank you so much. All right, Sharon, same question for you. Who, you, who, are, you, who are you, what are you building? How has prayer played a part and, you know, and then I'll ask the follow-up question, you know, tell us what Care Portal is. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me here today. You guys are dynamic. <laughs> I'm just listening to Michelle's story and so many of the things I can relate to. Um, but one thing that pointed out to me is we all look completely different and we call to a completely different tribe, which is why we can walk alongside each other. And so I think it's so powerful that you have allowed us to come together and, and talk about our stories. I am a PK. Um, I, of course, 
Uh, I am a PK uh, and I was raised by a praying mother. For, for those, sorry to interrupt, but for those of you who don't know, a PK is a pastor's kid. Um, if you're, you know, if you're watch, if you're watching or listening and you haven't grown up in the faith or been very active in the faith, a PK is, is a pastor's kid. And so that's who Sharon is. Okay, go ahead. Thank you. I am a pastor's kid. And um, all the things that happens for pastor kids, I didn't see my dad as much because he was serving in the church. And um, But I had a praying mother. I had a mother that would tell me at seven years old, I want you to go pray and tell me what the Lord said. And so I quickly had to learn how to hear God or I wasn't going to get some things. <laughs> I wasn't going to get my allowance. I wasn't going to get to go outside. And so prayer was actually a foundational principle in our home. Um, but like many pastors, kids, um, I went astray at 18 years old. I was like, you know what? This is too, this is too rigid. I want to see what I haven't been able to see. And I ran to Hollywood. And when I ran to Hollywood, I got addicted to drugs because I got into a relationship with a man who whispered in my ear, who told me who I was because my father wasn't available to do so. And so in that in that broken relationship with my father, I got into broken relationships with men, which led me to a drug addiction. Um, and ultimately, um, in a kinship without, I didn't, I wasn't in the system, but I had a, a baby at 19 and my mother said, give me the baby. I'll take care of him, which now we know is as kinship. Uh, and so, uh, it got worse. My addiction spiraled out of control. And I end up getting incarcerated. And right prior to my incarceration, this was a very key thing that happened. I was drugged out. I was, it was, it was like 8:30 in the morning, and I'm walking down the street and I'm high as a kite. And I'm watching the world all around me function, but I'm not functioning at myself. And I heard God say, Go home, your mother's dying. And in my most religious voice, I said, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. Well, we all know today you can't re rebuke the voice of God. You ought to obey it. It was the one um, time that I didn't obey God that cost me everything. Um, but God's grace was so good that he tied me up or got me arrested and I went to jail. And when I went to jail, like most people, we call home. We call home and we're like, hey, I'm in jail. I need help. And so I got to talk to my mother for the last time. Mm -hmm. And um, she said, don't worry about it. You're going to be okay. And uh, my mother died within a week. And uh, it was the greatest pain of my life. I had been through many pains, but it was the greatest pain because I had lost the most precious individual that I've ever met in my life, which was my mother. And God, God whispered to me when I went home for the funeral, um, they released me for two weeks. I had never been released. I had never turned myself in. I had never done anything right. And God was his grace allowed me to go home for two weeks to go to my mother's funeral. And the Lord uh, said to me, you can give your mother an ROI. And I said, well, what's that? Because I didn't even know what it was. And so he said, you can give her a return on her investment. And I said, well, how do I do that? He says, you just got to become everything that she taught you to be. And so that rooted in prayer. I had to go back to prayer because that was the foundation of what she taught me to be. And I got into a relationship with not only God, but with communicating with God. I got into relationship with sitting with him, with talking with him, and more importantly, with waiting and listening for his voice. And when I say over the last 25 years, what God has done, uh, I've been able to get three college degrees. I've been able to write a book. I've been able to coach women. Um, I am a relationship and marriage life coach. And I've done that for the last 10 years. Um, but it's funny because I was on a book tour and the Lord said, okay, you're done. Set that down. I want you to go to the homeless shelter. And it wasn't pretty. It didn't sound glamorous. I was like, Lord, I just wrote this book. I'm about to blow up. <laughs> you're about to breathe on it. He says, no, I want you to go to the homeless shelter. And so then I went there and I just knew God was going to give me this great position. They said, no, we have graveyard weekends. And the Lord said, take it. 
And so it was, it was a humbling experience that took, that took me to a place where I love to talk to people. At least if I'm going to go to the shelter, let me be there during the day so I can talk and interact. The Lord said, no, while they sleep, I want you to pray. I want you to walk through the shelter and I want you to command that things come off of their life. Strongholds be broken. I want you to pray. And so I did that within eight months, I was a program manager and then God was giving me housing and employment. I was overseeing that. And I did that for four and a half years, almost five years. And then the Lord, just like Michelle, the Lord said, okay, now lay it down. More money I've ever made in my whole life. I was walking with the mayor of the, of the city. I was working with city council. I'm in these meetings and the Lord said, lay it down now. I'm taking you over here. And he took me to care portal. And I said, Lord, why are we here? He said, you've seen post-trauma. Now we're going to get into prevention. And so care portal is a technology platform that bridges agencies that are serving children and families with churches who are available to meet the needs of those children and families. And so I am the regional manager for San Bernardino. I get the opportunity to not only pray for families and children in my region, but we are in 32 states. And so we are uh, we are impacting uh, for the kingdom of God in agencies and governments and school districts where they didn't allow us back. They didn't want the church for a while. They didn't want the spiritual leadership to come in. And now they're asking us, um, will you come in? Will you pray? Will you meet with families? And we have direct contracts with school districts, with uh, DPSS, Department of Social Services, with Child Family Services, where we are preventing children from going into the system. We are helping children come out of the system. We are helping to reunite families. And I have to say, this has been some of the greatest work I've ever been a part of, and it's because it's kingdom work and it is rooted in prayer. Today, I get paid to pray. My boss tells me all the time, if you need to take an hour, if you need to take a day, I want you to take that time and I want you to pray over your region. I want you to pull down principalities. I want you to pray for children and families. And so um, just like you guys, we're called to this kingdom work. The Lord has told me, I prayed this morning. I said, God, I can't be, be before your people without prayer. And he gave me two things. He said that this next move of God will happen with women and with children. And I said, God, why? He says, because they're the ones that were not counted. And I said, well, what do you mean? He says, when I fed with the fishes and the five loaves, he said, they counted the men, which was 5,000. He said, but there were so many more, but the women and the children were not even counted. He says, so in this move, I am using the ones that have not been counted. And so I'm, I'm excited to be on here today because I believe God is going to do a great move between women and children. And they're go he's going to pour out his spirit upon us and we're going to, we're going to see God. And so thank you. You want to talk about holy goosebumps right? all up and down, <laughs> our hair on my arm up. Oh my goodness. And, you know, there are other organizations and I, I love that care portal really is the product of praying grandmas and, and praying mamas, right? Because we've been out there. I mean, the tapestry network has been praying um, every week for three years now. And we pray for schools and families every week. Um, I know there are organizations out there and I think it's actually called the praying mamas. <laughs> I mean, there's that's, and, and there are organizations out there that are literally praying for what care portal is doing. There are organizations that are literally praying for what Michelle is doing through girl power Alliance, which is to give women their rightful place back in leadership. You know, it was something God never asked us not to be leaders. Um, if you are familiar with the original language of, of Hebrew um, in the creation uh, story, God defines Eve as the word Ezer. And Ezer is really, it's a military phrase and it means warrior and, uh, you know, all of those things. So when you look at, and God only refers to himself and her 
as an ezer. And so we were created to be our spouse's helpmates, but not in a way it's to be the strategy, to be strategic, uh, to come alongside and really work in tandem with to do those things. And then you go look at the Proverbs 31 woman and, you know, she's an Ezra woman. She is all about strategy. She is all about business. You know, you don't get to go out to uh, the countryside and buy land and plant a vineyard if you are not savvy in business. Uh, and, and so knowing that, you know, we are created and fashioned after Eve and she was an Ezer. And so we get to take that rightful title back. And I know that that is exactly what Michelle is doing uh, with her Girl Power Alliance. It's, it's giving women, again, still understanding the covenant marriage is between a man and a wife and the man is called to love the wife the way Jesus loves the church. We are all called to submit to Jesus. And so it is not a bad thing. Like, you know, I love what Michelle said. We were um, just at a conference uh, last week and it was called the Unstoppable Conference. And our keynote was talking about uh, delayed obedience is disobedience. And so I love how Michelle said, I wasn't disobedient. I just wasn't, I was only, I was obedient. You know, if you're, if you're listening to us and not watching the video, I'm doing like the little itty bitty, my thumb and my pointer finger are just barely apart, right? You know, just we're, we're not being disobedient, but we're just not fully embracing, you know, we're being obedient, but we know that God's calling us to something maybe greater, better or bigger. And so I love that. And I just love uh, sharing what Care Portal is doing and how it is bringing prayer, you know, maybe not prayer directly yet back into the church, but Care Portal is the direct fruit of prayer and that you continue to build fruit from a place of prayer. And I just think that is absolutely beautiful. Your story of redemption is beautiful. Um, and I just love how God's grace and mercy go before us, uh, go after us and they walk, it walks right alongside us and that we can do extraordinary things uh, when we surrender to God. So thank you so much for sharing who you are and what you do. Uh, last but not least, Sean, same question to you. Who are you? What do you do? And how has prayer uh, played into bringing you from to where you sit today? It's so beautiful that I love the journey because, you know, I'm working, I have an anthology called Lessons from the Journey and the Lord just changed the first book title um, to saved to sold out. So I'm, I'm Sean L. Brown. I am the CEO of SLB Enterprise. I'm the founder of Shawneeville Global Community and Global Family Network. Um, and I am also the founder of the Lessons from the Journey Anthology and the creator of Rooted and Rebooted. So I am a growth and development expert a growth and development lover and a growth and development strategist. I love people and I love to see people living free and I love to see people doing what they were created to do with the people they were created to do it with. So that's who I am and that's what I do as my motive. But let me talk to you about my prayer journey. I don't have this pretty sexy prayer journey. I come to Christ and I'm going all the way back. You know, I saved at eight, baptized at 13, follower of Jesus at uh, 27, okay? Because there's a difference between being saved and a follower of Jesus, and I now know that. Um, but when I came to the Lord for real and laid it all down, I woke up in a panic, night terror. <laughs> I need help. I need help. I need help. It was like that. I need help. And I went to church one time and I was like, okay, everything's good. He's going to save my stuff. I dropped in, dropped some money in the bucket, did my little churchy thing. Now let's go on back and live my life. A few more months passed. 
<laughs> I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I don't know how to do this. I can't do it. I can't do it. Go to church. But this time something happened. This time there was a prayer, a call for prayer. And when he called us to say the prayer, he talked about the difference between being saved. And he talked about when we walk away, that it was an open door to come back. And in that open door to come back, he could change your life. Well, nobody had told me about Jesus changed your life. I mean, I never even heard it. It wasn't even thought of it. We went to church. We sang in the choir. We did ushers and I'm, I'm black. So there was a lot of running and falling out and sweating and all that stuff, right? So there was a hall that was happening, but nobody ever said Jesus changes your life until that day. And I raised my hand and I began to pray after that. And I, this is important, right? My life got a whole lot worse before it got better. And I'm saying that to you to tell you that the world needs a root canal, a color correction, and a really bad haircut. Because what God did for me was a root canal, a color correction, and he fixed a really bad haircut in my life. But that took a lot of years and a lot of prayer and a lot of conversations. Prayer is the ability to become best friends with God. It's the ability for you to be able to communicate and it's his ability to answer back. It gives you the mind of Christ so that you can choose well, that you can love better, that your families can be what they were created and meant and designed to be. And most importantly, so that you can do what you were created to do. I'm about to preach just a second. He said, Three minutes, girlfriend. Three okay, two minutes. minutes. He said, I knew you before I formed you in the womb of your mother. And he also said, I know the plans I have for you. And what that means is that I have to commit my way and my life to prayer, focused and dedicated. And when I do that, I seek him with my whole heart. He will give me the answers and he will lead me. What he led me through to, he led me to an organization, to create an organization that I know is about to unite and change the world. So when people ask me, what do I do? I unite and change the world, period. Why are these people here? Because I'm not playing. I believe that these are the people that are gonna help me unite and change the world. And the Lord was very clear with me the other day. I said the world. Do you even know how many people are in the world? Did you look? No, I went and looked. It's 7.88 billion people in the world. All of you, the networks, the things that God has called you to create, the organizations, they're all a part of us coming together to unite and change the world like the Avengers. I need Stephanie to be Stephanie. I need um, Sharon to be Sharon. I need Sean to be Sean. And most importantly, these organizations have helped me to become me. And I want to pour the people into these organizations so that I know that when I pour the people into these organizations, they are going to represent securely loved beings. That's it. That's all. So I thank you for trusting me. I thank you for letting me grow up. And I thank you for letting me be torn apart to be put back together again. Because Michelle, like you, 50 years, it's 53 years. And I'll be honest, just yesterday, I was like, oh my God, I'm who I'm supposed to be. Yesterday. Yes. Well well, I'm so glad that you two have figured it out. Um, I'm 56 and I don't know if I'm a hundred percent there yet. <laughs> Let's just, I'm keeping it real, right? Um, and I think that's one of the things that I think we could all say about our respective organizations is we get to show up and be who we are in the moment. Um, we all walk with God. Um, we all have uh, praying relationships with God and we know that God's grace is sufficient right and so you know and so here's the other thing and I, and we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up in about 10 minutes uh so here's the thing 
how, when you get to those moments, and I, this is a big question I'm asking for a short answer. When you get to those moments where you just don't feel it, feel enough, feel worthy, feel like you have the skill set, feel like you might be, you know, walking in. I'm just going to, I can't think of God's just asking me to say a fraud. You got your fraud hat on or your fraud mask on. Uh, how do you and he reconcile that icky place with prayer? And I'm going to just go back in the same order that we started. So Michelle, I'm going to go with you. Dangerous asking this group to give short answers, but I'll I do my know best. I trust the Holy Spirit will give you all just succinct words <laughs> to answer the question. And if you're if you're not watching this, but you're listening, there's all kinds of funny faces going on right now. It's hysterical. <laughs> none of us are, none of us are without words. Um, I think for me, when I get into those moments and it happens, and if anybody says it doesn't happen, I think they're lying. Because, you know, we all have disappointments. There's a roller coaster of things that go on. When you're pioneering anything, you come up against obstacles, obstacles, obstacles. It's our training. I don't give the enemy any credit for it. I think God puts these things in our path to strengthen us purposely. Um, but a couple of things I notice in my life. Number one, I'll notice when I'm feeling the worst, God will always send somebody my way that needs encouragement. And so it seems that the very things that I need to hear, I'm able to give to somebody else. Um, I like to say, whatever it is that you need today, go give it away. And um, oftentimes that has been so encouraging to me is to encourage another person, even if it wasn't something I planned, like you're just feeling bad today. And, you know, you're just feeling like down and what, for whatever reason, maybe you had something happen or whatever. It seems like God always brings somebody to me that needs the thing that I needed. Number one. And number two I'm, I remind myself often that whether I believe what I say or not is irrelevant. I believe what the Lord says. And I stand on that on days that I feel worthless and like so incapable and, um, like you made a mistake. I open up my Bible. I look at my notes for my own like prayer journal um, and the things that God has maybe spoken to me through my own prayer times. And I just stand on that, like with this, I believe this and convince myself that, you know, what I, what I say and what I know doesn't, it, it'll fade away. I'll die. I'll go away. But what he says is eternal. That's awesome. Great answer. Same question over to you, Sharon. Okay. Um, you kind of took my answer, Michelle. Um, uh, but, um, I go back to the last instruction God has given me. Um, that's why it's really important to write down those journals, right? Because what you write down when he speaks, you're going to have to go back to it because the wind is going to come, the storm is going to come, and then you're going to add your own to it. And so I go back to what God said, and I stand on that. I also ask God, have I added anything to what you said? And help me to remove those things because sometimes we will get ahead of God or we will hear God and we will get to running. And he says, I didn't tell you to run. I said, walk. And so I have to go back and I say, God, show me where I got off. Show me where I, where I am fraud. Show me where I am adding to, because anytime you add to what he said is fraud. So I have to go back to what he said and I, and I have to stay in prayer. And so that is really the foundation of how I know who I am. I know what I'm supposed to do and I know who I'm called to. And lastly, this is the last thing. One of the greatest gifts God has given me is to be a coach. I tell my husband all the time, I'm a better wife to you when I'm coaching <laughs> because I'm held accountable to what I say to others. It comes to me first. And so I try to stay coaching because it holds me in accountability in my life, in my marriage, with my children, and most importantly, with God. Awesome. Great answer. All right, Sean, what do you got? Can I, can you repeat the question? I feel like I'm on a game show. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> so the question is, in those moments when you're just not feeling 
the thing, right? You're not feeling smart enough, good enough, enough, worthy. Maybe you're acting a little kind of fraudulent. Maybe your pride's gotten a little big or your ego's gotten a little big. How do you and God reconcile that through prayer when you need to kind of get that God influence back into your life? One of the things is God's my best friend. And I, and I really want people to understand that, that the journey is to him becoming your best friend. So when I wake up every day, my heart is on him right from the get. I wake up and I say his way, his time, no questions, every day. So when I get into my into little spaces, you know, I'm, I have a, a community called Walking Warriors. And one of the things we say is you have to press into the truth of his word and remain focused. And so there's always a scripture. There's always a place for me to go to. And when I'm stuck, I just go on to my Rolodex of scripture and I rely and I lean on that. And then he and I, this is how we talk about it, run back the play. Were you in alignment? Because scripture is a playbook. Were you in alignment with the play? And then I can evaluate that. I can talk to him and then I can go on to the move. So for me, it's really starts with the relationship that you develop with him. And so you're never gonna have a perfect day, but the communication and the relationship lends itself to having more good days than you have sucky ones. Nice answer. So what I got from you guys was, I love what Michelle said, that God's word is a legacy. And so well after Michelle is gone, his word stands true so that it doesn't quite matter what she's feeling in the moment because she can rely on God's word and it will be here after she's no longer here when she gets to go home to heaven. I love what Sharon said about running ahead um, and that she actually kind of said that's fraud, right? Because when you are running ahead of God and so when you get into those moments when things aren't feeling quite right, going quite right having and again it's a tool and it's a tool that she's given us that we can put in our toolbox when things aren't going the way we maybe anticipated based off of what we heard we then get to go use the tool okay god what did i add to whatever it is that you told me where did i inject myself into the equation great tools ladies and then sean said um, you know, it's about building that relationship and knowing truly who he is. But really her tidbit, her her top takeaway was, um, as we say here at the local chapter of the Tapestry Network, it's hiding scripture. We have a, a pastor, we call her PC, uh, Pastor Cindy. Um, and so PC always says, you've got to take God's word and you've got to hide it in your heart. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to memorize, I'm going to give you guys, uh, I'm giving you some um, permission here. That doesn't mean that you have to memorize it. Don't think that you are a bad Christian or that God doesn't love you because you haven't memorized it word for word. Because if you're like me, I have probably 13 or 14 different Bibles in a variety of translations. So God's really asking us to get the gist of what he says. Now, some of you may be called to remember, memorize scripture word for word. And if that's your calling, you honor what God has asked you to do. But for some of us, he's just saying, I want you to know the essence of who I am. And whether you say the word happy or fun, which they kind of both mean the same thing. He just wants you to know his essence and know the gist of what he needs you to know. And so I love that Sean goes back in those moments and uses God's word to help her understand that even when life is sucky, those were her words, um, that she knows her God is good and her God is true because God wor God's word tells her that. He tells that to Michelle. He tells that to Sharon. He tells that to me and he tells that to everyone. And so I just want you guys to remember that prayer is a relationship. It is a two. Prayer is communication. Relationship is not just one-sided. You are only in a relationship when you are talking and when you are listening and when you are listening and you are talking. So if prayer does not feel like that to you, I'm going to challenge you 
to look at creating a best friend. Like Sean has said numerous times, Jesus is her best friend. That is what prayer is all about. When we look at prayer and that lens to be equipped to know his voice better, to know his promises better, to know his character better, then we can go out and know that his word is true and his character is accurate. Prayer does not mean that life is easy and everything's going to be a bowl of cherries and there's going to be rainbows and unicorns at the end of every day. That does not mean that. What it means is that God is always in the details and because of him, I can get through the hard. And lastly, before we sign off, I want to say that it is community that keeps us grounded, rooted, and rebooted. And so I'm so grateful for these ladies, for what you are doing, for the calling that God has on each of our lives. Uh, you know, congratulations, Michelle, on three years going strong. Congratulations that you did the thing. And then God said, okay, I'm going to give you back something I took away and I want you to use it for king true kingdom impact. So way to hear way to take action, way to move, and congratulations for the legacy work that you and your organization are doing. Sharon, what you and Care Portal are doing is something that is so needed in our world. The church needs to be back into our government, into our schools, and into our communities. Congratulations that you've partnered with a company and, and a movement. And I, I just want to say that real quick. We're all movement makers in our own right. So congratulations for who you've partnered with and for the movement and the legacy that you are changing. And for Sean, for Unite and Change the World, um, you know that you can't do it alone and that it's going to take many, many, many people to, to grab your vision and to use our mission to bring that vision to life and that we will all do it in our own unique ways and the, uh, in the uni unique ways in which God has created us to do what only we can do. So congratulations to you and all of the good work that you are doing in and through your specific organization and then the networks and the partners that partner relationships that you are building um, because we get to do this in community and having the best impact for God in his kingdom. And so that's it for this episode of the Tapestry Effect Terrific Tuesday podcast. Ladies, we will see you something? all. Can I just we say happy birthday to Quentin? Happy birthday, son. It's oh your yeah, birthday we're today. doing this on the, this is airing on October 17th, yes. 2023, which in 17 is what in biblical numbers, Sean? Victory, baby. Happy 25, Q. We love you. Yep. And so- 17 is a victory moment and we're grabbing it. And so ladies, let's go out and change the world. Bye for now. It's Stephanie. And thank you so much for hanging out with us on the Terrific Tuesday podcast sponsored by the Tapestry Network. We're so excited you were here with us. And my prayer is that you received a few ahas and some nuggets that you can apply to your life. And we know the power of community and sisterhood, and we personally invite you to join us. Please visit www.getwovenin.com to learn all of the ways you can be woven in to sisterhood and community. Now go out and have a terrific Tuesday.